It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. The Golden Knights improve to 8-0-1, 4-3 in the shootout. The victory over the Los Angeles Kings, 17 out of a possible 18 points early on this season for the Golden Knights. And to help us break this one down, we go back up to the radio booth and bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And you know what, Dan? What a game. Uh, had everything. You had lead changes. There was a fight, a power play goal for the Golden Knights. You had three-on-three overtime. I, what stands out to you about this game in comparison to the others? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, when you have certain players, like let's just take Chicago as an example, Connor Bedard, when the puck is on his stick, even when he's on the ice, your antenna perk up. When we were in Chicago, mm-hmm. all eyes were on Connor Bedard whenever he stepped on the ice. And similarly, when he was in Vegas, he's just that kind of a player. When Jack Eichel was on the ice today, you kind of had your antenna up. It's his birthday. You know mm-hmm. that he has, as described on a pregame show, wanted to be a more dominant offensive player. And how is that going to manifest in a big divisional game? He's got a couple of games without a goal. He did have his point streak coming into this one at four. It does come to an end. But then with those, I'll say, shortcomings offensively during regulation, you know that he's going to get a crack there in the shootout and props to Bruce Cassidy for kind of sensing that sort of what I'm getting at here Ryan that you know it's it's a night for Jack Eichel he hadn't any points yet but to make him the first shooter and you just you just knew you just had a feeling that he was going to score and he did so it doesn't happen all the time there are only a handful of players in the whole league where when they're on the ice or especially when they have the puck your antenna go up We get used to Jack Eichel because we see him night in and night out. But today, I just had this feeling when Jack was on the ice, he had that extra focus on him. And he ends up with the shootout game deciding goal. You know, you look at the other end of the ice, too, for the Golden Knights. Logan Thompson, excellent. 40 saves on 43 shots. He comes up with three big ones in the shootout and certainly that late one in the the overtime period on Adrian Kempe. Uh, How big a win is this one for Logan? Yeah, it's it's big for Logan. I also wonder, as we talked about, Gary and I there at the end of the broadcast, about what this means in the bigger picture, uh, given that through nine games, Aiden Hill has played five and Thompson has played four. You know, what's next? What does this quote-unquote goalie rotation look like? It's not a straight rotation. Uh, what does the plan look like? And, you know, Bruce might stick to the plan here. But, mm-hmm. you know, when he makes the next segment outlook does the way things have gone for logan improve upon that now you could say hey last night if a couple of shots that vegas gets are on goal they go in vegas wins that game in regulation and aiden hill would be five and oh and so on and so on like so it's you know you can extrapolate only so much from the outcomes of games you know sean burke is going to have a lot of say in that but the internal competition is there you know logan was an all-star last year got hurt Aiden Hill got hurt, but when all the other goalies were down, he was the guy who carried them to the Stanley Cup. So it's an interesting dynamic. Uh, Aiden Hill got the new contract. Logan is not on a new contract. He's still on the entry-level deal. So it's an interesting thing to see how it unfolds. They're going to put the guy in who's got uh, the better chance to win, of course, um, Mm -hmm. but they're not going to run a guy night after night like other teams will. So that's 
interesting in the bigger picture, but you said it, you know, this was a, a strong showing by Logan and even going back to that first goal, who knows, uh, you know, he made a great first stop. A couple yeah. of rebounds, you know, early on. You know, the obviously the first goal was a rebound goal. Dubois following up on Laferriere with the goalie contact. But even that Trevor Lewis goal that went five hole, you know, there were two tries. Logan gave up both rebounds. I thought the second one, he tried to secure it, and he couldn't. You know, that, that's the one thing I'd have an eye on. As the game went along, you seemed better at that. But, you know, mm -hmm. a, a, you'd probably want to see a little bit more rebound control in securing the puck rather than letting the puck continue to uh, to be available. So that's the uh, the only critique I would have for Logan today. Obviously, the shootouts, he's as good as we've seen. Yeah, and then you look at special teams for the Golden Knights, right? Like, yesterday, you, you make the argument special teams let them down 0 for 4 on the power play. To, you know, unable to get the penalty kill there in, in overtime. Today, different story. One for three on the power play. Big power play goal for Mark Stone. You wonder, you hope that maybe that jump starts the captain. Yeah, you're right. That, you know, one moment. You know, yesterday it's sort of a mama said there'd be days like this for special yes. teams. You know, for four, they don't give the Blackhawks a power play all game until overtime and then McNabb has a chance to clear and he gives it right to Kurachev who scores. Today, you know, the, the penalty kill was outstanding. You know, I thought Petrangelo was much better today than he was yesterday. Bruce Cassidy mm -hmm. told us on the pregame show that, you know, it looked like he had missed time, meaning that he was rusty and, you know, occasionally will make some great plays with the puck and had some good looks, but uh, was rusty with his puck play. Today, I thought he looked much more like the regular Alex Petrangelo and big part on the penalty kill and then we'll see how the Knights power play unfolds here you know Marcia Soda Stone for that goal but I think it's it's looked stale you know one of the critiques last year was that you know guys weren't moving remember the beginning you know, preseason and opening games this year and even when they weren't scoring on the power play Ryan they were whipping it around they were moving they yeah. were looking good it has not looked like that the last couple of games it has looked stale it has looked slow not dynamic looks tentative and you know the Knights managed to score they you know, got a, a good break. Marcia still makes a good pass and a great finish by Stone. But it has not looked the same the last two or three games. So I wonder if that is something that will look different against Montreal on Monday because while they did score today, they have um, not looked as good as they need to on the power play. Goal output aside. All right. Any final thoughts on this one, Dan, before we turn our attention to Monday night and the Montreal Canadiens? I sure hope the Knights and Kings meet in the postseason because it's a shame that Vegas only comes here this one and only time in the regular season. It's just, yeah. that's nuts. You got these, I know I've complained about this before, but they're local rivals. They've, yeah. you know, the fact that they only meet three times in the regular season and Vegas only comes once here is just not good for, for anybody, frankly. Um, so I hope that Vegas and Los Angeles meet in the playoffs. It would be number one based on today an entertaining series and mm -hmm. great for hockey in both las vegas and los angeles and will further drive the rivalry you now the knights have had a lot of playoff success since they beat the kings in their very first ever postseason series back in mm. 2018 which was a sweep but about as close of a sweep as i have ever seen in any sport <laughs> at any level it was that close quick and flurry were amazing both yeah and i'd love to see some kings knights hockey but that's you know that's several months away i suppose yeah no i'm i'm right there with you on the uh on on the amount of games between these two in the regular season like three is 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 too little yeah. I, I'm, I'm not i'm not i'm not forward I, i'm i'm right there with you dan uh, great stuff tonight as always and you enjoy the rest of your night 
and we'll chat on Monday. Sounds good. Thanks, Ryan. You too. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 4-3 victory for the Golden Knights in the shootout over the Los Angeles Kings. We're back with more on the VGK postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. I the hear people biggest say improvements we can't tonight. Save oh, I just think intensity level, um, especially uh, after the first period went up, um, it's forced to, right? Um, they got the lead, so unless we wanted the game to get away from us, we had to start making a few more plays, be heavier on pucks, win the slot battle. So, you know, Carly's line's done a real good job for us, no matter who's played with them. And uh, tonight it was Pav again and did a good job with Ammo. They were around the front of the net. They're doing a good job away from the puck as well, so uh, got us going. Um, power play scores a big goal. We didn't get that last night uh, or yesterday afternoon against Chicago. It ends up maybe costing us a point, so we get a big big goal from Stoney. Good second effort play to keep a puck alive. And then the penalty kills intensity too, right? A shot block and it's clear. So six minutes in the third period, that's, that's a lot to ask against a real good power play. So I just thought we were forced to... You know, kick it up a gear in terms of that, and, and and when we get dragged into the fight that way, or when we're on on our toes right away, we're a really good hockey team because we have skill, we have size, we have some different elements. But when we don't have that, it's hit or miss, and that's what happened yesterday as opposed to today. You obviously see the intensity building on the ice. Are you able to sense that building on the bench as well as you're hearing the guys? Yeah, I, I think once we got behind, we realized we had to get going. There's a couple of hits there, and. And we got physical. Naber had a nice, nice hit. So did Hager, and that a fight ensues. And I think it just gets the temperature of the game going up. I think that always plays into our hands. So good for Hager, uh, Naber for being physical back there. Uh, they had scored some goals from the front of the net, so I think we knew we had to be harder. Uh, those are the things we try to win. Uh, you know, that the go down the ledger slot battle. It's something we take a lot of pride in, and uh, we got it to go our way as the game went on. So. But, but I think it was why both teams got a point. I think both teams played hard in those areas, and it's a good hockey game. It almost feels a bit like playoff hockey more than maybe what we've seen recently. What did you see out of Logan? Uh, he's solid in there. He's he, um, a couple of rebounds that I don't know if he can do much about him anyway. You know that those are the ones where we got to clear for him. That's where I'm saying the slot battle. We needed to do a better job in front of our goaltender on the second chance pucks, get him out of there. And I thought after the first two goals, we did a better job with that. Uh, last goal, I'm not sure he saw through the two bodies, so great job in the shootout. So I thought he was re re really good. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Make your next family outing extra special and save some money with the family four-pack available now on VegasGoldenKnights.com. This offer includes tickets, hot dogs, and drinks, and is available for family-friendly matinee games. It's the VGK post-game show. The Golden Knights defeat the Los Angeles Kings four to three in the shootout. Jack Eichel, the game-winning goal in the shootout. Logan Thompson, perfect three for three in the shootout. And the Golden Knights take two points. Away from the Los Angeles Kings, improved to 8-0-1, 17 out of a possible 18 points through the first nine games of the year for the Golden Knights. 
Not too shabby. Next in action, Monday, 7 o'clock, against the Montreal Canadiens. The post-game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Nick Waugh missed his second consecutive game for the Vegas Golden Knights. Jonas Rombjörk has been called up. Only change to the lineup tonight was Braden Paul in for Caden Korzak, not due to an injury or anything like that. And then, obviously, Logan Thompson got the start over Aiden Hill. So, barring any update really on Nick Waugh, that's that's kind of the only player right now out of the lineup outside of Zach Whitecloud who is uh, unavailable for the foreseeable future for the Vegas Golden Knights. So, didn't look like anyone had any bumps or bruises in this one, and hopefully the Golden Knights get out of it unscathed and can get back to Monday night against Montreal with as, as full a complement of players as they had in this game. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period, and the Golden Knights started well enough insofar as uh, their ability to manage the puck. I, I thought their start was okay, but the LA Kings would open the scoring 13 minutes into the game as Alex Laferriere would score on a rebound. Another one on goal. Kick save. Rebound. Score. Los Angeles takes the one nothing lead. Alex Laferriere in his eighth game scores his second goal. And with 6.47 to go in the first period, Los Angeles is on top. Alex Laferriere, second of the year from Pierre-Luc Dubois and Matt Roy. 13-11 in the first period made it one to nothing L.A. And the Kings would take that one nothing lead into the second period and extended that lead early in the period as Trevor Lewis hacked in a rebound chance. Hands it off on the near boards. Lazat turns and shoots safe. Pinball's left and Anderson shot safe. Rebound, they score. Plenty of traffic in front of the Vegas net. And for the second time in the game, Los Angeles scores on the rebound. It's the veteran Trevor Lewis this time. 2-0 Kings, five minutes into the second period. Trevor Lewis, his second of the year from Mikey Anderson and Blake Lazat. 4.54 of the second period made it 2 to nothing L.A. But the Golden Knights would get that one back just over three minutes later as Michael Amadio slammed home a rebound of his own. Dorothea of the rebound right goal line. Charges, goes behind the goal. Backhand shot safe. Rebound, they score! Michael Amadio! The former king gets the Knights on the board with a rebound goal of their own. Amadio's second of the season. And Vegas trails 2-1. Michael Amadio, second of the year from William Carlson. 7-36 of the second period. Made it 2-1 L.A. And just over five minutes later, William Carrier ripped a laser beam past Cam Talbot to tie the game. Loose puck came to the slot. Knights are on it. Out they go. Carrier into the zone with Howden. Carrier shoots. He scores! A laser from William Carrier. Vegas ties it. First goal of the season for William Carrier. First of the year for Will Carrier from Keegan Colasar and Brett Howden. 12.57 in the second period. Tied the game at two. And moments later, Logan Thompson made a massive kick save on Andre Kopitar. McNabb coming to his own zone. He is beaten to the puck by Byfield. He centered. Kopitar. Kick save. Thompson reaches to his left. And with the left pad, stops Kopitar. So the game would stay tied 2-2 two to two, thanks in large part to that save from Logan Thompson. And we'd enter the third period with the Golden Knights dialing up the pressure early, which led to a power play chance. Tonight, special teams delivered for the Golden Knights as the captain hammered a power play goal. 
Theodore keeps it alive. Feeds right side. Marcia so Stone scores! Roof job from Stone! Power play goal! 3-2 Vegas! Their first lead of the contest with 13.34 to go. Mark Stone's second goal of the year, a power play marker from Jonathan Marcheseau and Shea Theodore. 6.26 into the third period, made it 3-2 Vegas, and the Kings would pull Cam Talbot late in the period for the extra attacker. Drew, Dam Drew Doughty took a one-timer to tie the game. Doughty across to the right side. Doughty again, shoots and scores! Top right corner, Doughty again, clutch goal, ties it 3-3. Drew Doughty's fourth of the year from Kevin Fiala and Adrian Kempe. 18.57 of the third period tied the game at three. So we'd head to overtime. And L.A. had more chances in overtime, but perhaps the best chance came from the Kings. Adrian Kempe with a few seconds remaining. A huge save from Logan Thompson. Kings change players. Almost too many men. In they come right to the goal. Stopped. Oh, wow, Logan Thompson holds his ground on a crossover move, and the game will continue. So we would head to the shootout, and with no goals coming in overtime, it's Jack Eichel getting a goal for the, for the Golden Knights. Here goes the birthday boy, Danny. He's had his chances tonight. Points in the last four, but not today. All right, he goes left. He scores! Down near the ankles of Cam Talbot. So Jack Eichel puts the Golden Knights ahead in the shootout in the first round. Logan Thompson was perfect through two, and all he needed to do was stop Kevin Fiala to win the game. The lefty must score. He goes to his backhand right circle down the middle. Stopped by Thompson with the glove. Pump of the fist and a victory. The Knights beat the Kings 4-3 in a shootout. There you have it, 4-3, the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Los Angeles Kings in the shootout. Big-time game from Logan Thompson, and Vegas improves to 8-0-1, 17 out of a possible 18 points on the year. And with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu price pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS at PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the post-game show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Welcome, Los VGK, to the Golden Knights family, a new year-round initiative developed to connect with and celebrate the Valley Spanish-speaking community. Thursday, November, 12, November 2nd, is Hispanic Heritage Night at the Fortress, but watch for year-round activations from Los VGK moving forward. It's the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Los Angeles Kings 4-3 in the shootout. Vegas 8-0-1, 17 out of a possible 18 points so far this season for the defending Stanley Cup champions. Next in action Monday, 7 o'clock against the Montreal Canadiens inside T-Mobile Arena. This one was an interesting one for me in, in a lot of different respects. Now, there were aspects, there were areas of the game that I wanted to see the Golden Knights improve upon from what they had going for them yesterday afternoon against Chicago and by and large like they kind of they kind of figured it out right like 
Puck management was certainly better for the Golden Knights in this game tonight against L.A. They did not turn the puck over as much. There were certainly less hope plays from the Golden Knights, specifically in their own zone, just inside the blue line. They didn't turn pucks over. They didn't get hemmed into their own zone for prolonged periods of time. Now, the other aspect that I was looking at today was... Could the Golden Knights get to their game for larger stretches than what we've seen over the last couple of games? Philadelphia, Chicago being the two prime examples. I would argue, yes, they did. They got to their game a bit more in this one against L.A. Did it take them falling behind 2 to nothing to kind of get there? Yes, but you just heard from Bruce Cassidy. Sometimes they need to be dragged into the fight a little bit. They, they, they have to be challenged, pushed in certain situations. And, you know, it's why I think this Golden Knights team does so well against really, really good elite hockey teams. Because when you're in that fight, all of a sudden, you, you, you kind of just rely on what your instincts are as a hockey player, as a team, what your structure dictate, dic dictates you need to do. And, and, you know, specifically, I think the Golden Knights just enjoy playing in more intense games. And, and who wouldn't, right? Like, you have been to the top of the mountain. You have won a Stanley Cup. You have played in the most intense games you're ever going to play as a professional athlete. I, it's, it's hard for me to argue that you're not going to get up for games that you kind of get dragged into that intensity again. It's no surprise to me that Dallas, Winnipeg, Los Angeles have been the three best games of the year from an entertainment standpoint, and it's games where the Golden Knights probably played their best hockey. For stretches inside of those games, their best hockey. I would say that they were at their best against Dallas. Close there in Winnipeg, there were certainly moments where the Jets pushed back on Vegas, and this one was back and forth that had it all. Give a lot of credit to Braden McNabb, a humongous hit on Alex Laferriere in the second period that kind of started some of the physicality. And then, of course, Nick Haig, big hit, drops the gloves with Andreas Englund. It was a great tilt, fantastic fight. It really did kind of bring the energy of the Golden Knights. And then you get you get goals, right, from from Will Carrier and Michael Adio. It's your bottom six kind of getting you back into the game, and it's not surprising to me that it's those energy guys that really bring the fight for the Vegas Golden Knights in this game against L.A. And then your power play comes through for you. That was another aspect kind of going into this one, right, that you're, you're looking at from the Golden Knights' perspective. Can you take advantage of an opportunity on the power play with the man advantage? Can special teams come through for you in those moments when – you know, either you're not playing particularly well or you're not playing well with the man advantage. You're not moving the puck around as you normally would. So I think from from what you saw out of the Golden Knights last night to what you got out of them tonight, this was an improvement. It was a step in the right direction. Is it a 60-minute game? No. Is it a step closer to a 60-minute game? I'd argue yes. And again, we're not looking for the Golden Knights to peak in November or December. We're not looking for this team to play their best hockey in the next six to eight weeks. What we're looking for is a steady climb, a build in the right direction to the standard that allowed the Golden Knights to win a Stanley Cup. you got to get there by April, May, and June. You don't have to get there by December, but for the Golden Knights, this was a move in the right direction, a step in the right direction, and it was certainly a game in which if you have two heavyweights in the, in the ring together, and the Golden Knights are dragged into a fight. They're as good as any team in the National Hockey League, and their record proves it. 8-0-1, 17 points so far on the year. We're back to wrap it up next on the 
post-game show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights post-game show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here on the VGK post-game show, the Golden Knights defeat the Los Angeles Kings 4-3 in the shootout. Vegas 8-0-1, 17 out of a possible 18 points for the Vegas Golden Knights. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. Pretty, pretty simple. The Kings were better early, right? Jump out to a 2-0 lead. And then the Golden Knights started to find their footing. They started to find their game. You get a goal from Michael Amadio. It's a quick answer after going down 2 to nothing. Will Carrier comes through, scores his first of the year. And then the Golden Knights' power play shows up in the third period. They score a big power play goal to make it a 3-2 lead before Drew Doughty ends up tying the game with just over a minute left. Pulled goaltender situation. So then you go to overtime. Not much going on for the Golden Knights in overtime, but Logan Thompson makes a big-time save. Jack Eichel gets the shootout game-winning goal, and Logan Thompson goes 3-for-3 three three in the shootout to preserve the victory. For the Golden Knights, a nice bounce-back performance, a nice bounce-back win, and they're right back in the win column, as I mentioned, 8-0-1 on the year. Vegas Golden Knights are next in action Monday, 7 o'clock, inside T-Mobile Arena against the Montreal Canadiens. That's going to do it for us here on the VGK Post Game Show. The extended post game show is next. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show. For the station staying on for more game highlights, interviews, and your phone calls coming up next at 702-876-1340. Good night and thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 4-3 the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Los Angeles Kings in the shootout, 8-0-1 on the year, 17 out of a possible 18 points. For the defending Stanley Cup champion, Vegas Golden Knights, 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. I'm interested to see where you want to go after this game tonight because, to me, it's wildly entertaining. There are two teams on the ice. Both teams want to win. I thought the Golden Knights got pushed, and they responded in kind. It's funny how this game kind of works out, right? Because had the Golden Knights scored in overtime on the power play. It would have literally been the inverse of what happened to them yesterday against Chicago. Early 2-0 lead. That gets erased. And then the opposition goes ahead 3-2 in the third period. You tie up late. And then you win in overtime. Didn't work out exactly that way. Score effects kind of work out the same. But anyway, the point remains, the Golden Knights got pushed in this game. They were able to find their footing after going down two to nothing. And I thought that they were, for large stretches, the better team 
over the remaining eh, 30 minutes or so of the game. So I'm interested to see what your takeaways were. Give me a call right now, 702-876-1340. we got lines open, 702-876-1340. What's your takeaway from this performance from the Vegas Golden Knights? Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Hey, very good. It, it could have been a night that we had uh, just mailed it in. Could have easily let the 2 nothing lead sit there and not come back. And even in the overtime, just conceded that we'd get one point. Be happy with that on the road. I don't like giving up a point to a team when you're up with one minute to go, but be that as it may, uh, in the division that is. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mike, 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 Mike. Hold on. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> okay, the Golden Knights have 17 out of 18 possible points. I'm not the complaining. Kings have, the Kings have 10 points on the year. Like, I, did, I, 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 I When hear, you give I, up a point in the division, it's a little more damaging than, say, to the Philadelphia Flyers. You would give me that. Well, I, I'll give you that. But what I'm saying is, like, I, I think that both – I think that the, the, the outcome was just here, like – I think L.A. played well enough to, to get a point. I think Vegas played well enough to get a point. And this was a game that, that really did feel like a, a tie game through 60 minutes. Like, I think it was, it was a just outcome. Yeah, it turned out that way. Beautifully played by the visiting team, which is what you don't expect going in generally. Uh, is there a difference in execution between 6-on-5 and 5-on-4? Do teams... It seems to me that all shorthanded situations and all power play situations are semi-created equal, but there, that really isn't true, is it? In what respect? Well, Sinbin pointed out tonight that 6-on-5, we're a little weaker than we are at 5-on-4. Do you agree with that? I mean, I, I think that, you know, you look at kind of the times that the Vegas has been in that 6-on-5 position, so far this season and you know more often than not like this to to my knowledge I, I believe is the first time that they have been scored on six on five so um, they had been really good early on in the year at at finding the back of the net in those situations and, and putting games away now they had an opportunity it was Michael Amadio maybe has a lane to get that puck into the net, but he passes off to Pavel Dorofiev. It doesn't work out. And usually when you don't score into an empty net, when you have a, a clean look at it, it usually comes back to bite you, and, and it did for the Golden Knights. But you know, I think that there's desperation from a team. I, certainly I, I look at the Golden Knights having to kill off six minutes of power play time in the uh, in the third period as, as not being something that helped them out. Uh, in that six-on-five situation because you've already got some tired legs there. I think it's more situational than anything else. Yeah, I guess every situation differentiates from the other one. Uh, the other thing is we're going into a situation now where it's if, if you use the mathematical equation of Hill on Monday and Logan on Thursday, then it's Hill on Saturday against Colorado. That may not be the case anymore, mightn't it? I, I mean, it, it's certainly possible that you change, right? Like you come off of whatever your rotation was. I, I'm expecting that as good as Logan was tonight, uh, you're you're probably going to go to Aiden Hill on Monday against uh, you know against the the Montreal Canadiens. I think you look and see what Logan's able to do against the Winnipeg Jets, and then you know as Gary Lawless pointed out, right? Like 
I think you I think you pick whichever goaltender's playing better, right? And yeah. and I don't know that you're hanging the loss yesterday on Aiden Hill. Um I mean, to, to suggest that you're going to make a change is, is to suggest that you think Logan Thompson has outplayed Aiden Hill to an outrageous degree, and I, I don't think that's happened. One goaltender's 4-1, and one, and the other guy's 4-0. Oh. Well, whoever starts Saturday has got a big game ahead of him, and he knows that, and that's going to be an assignment that's worthy of the best you have to, to put up there in between the pipes. Uh, another thing, just one more thing. When I was 37 years old, I was pulling hamstrings playing slow-pitch softball. How does Alec Martinez lay in front of pucks going 90 miles an hour? Yeah, uh, thanks, Mike, for the call. Um, he, uh, he's, he's just different. Like He's a, a finely tuned athlete and uh, in incredible shape, and it's not all that surprising to me that Alec Martinez continues to be a very important piece for the Golden Knights, and shot blocking is a skill. It's a skill that he's perfected, and he's one of the best at it in the National Hockey League. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing pretty great. How are you doing, Ryan? Oh, I'm good. This definitely felt like it could be a real kind of stinker of a game when uh, the Kings got off to that 2-0 start, but, like, this team is a, a gritty team, and they were not just going to let that happen. Um, I'm mm. really happy that... They didn't just lay over and, and let the Kings win. Um, and they're fighting for every single point. Um, and I think they're going to do that all year. And I think it's important because, yeah, banking all these points early in the season, like, you can't, can't ask for a better start. No, you really can't. I mean, the only thing that you look at as a blemish is being unable to pull the second point out of Chicago yesterday. And, you know, again, I, I don't get the sense that, that – you know, the Golden Knights are, are really going to be in a situation ever in a game where they're going to, you know, let the score dictate or, or roll over or anything like that. I'm not suggesting that, that you're suggesting that. What I think no. you're seeing out of the Golden Knights is that they have belief they can win any game. And, you know, sometimes it, the breaks aren't going to go your direction. But I thought they really did bounce back well tonight. Yeah, and I mean, this is the first time in eight games that we've trailed by more than a single goal and they fought back and mm-hmm. and got the win like it's uh, like I said you know everyone kept saying there was going to be that Stanley Cup hangover and it's uh not here yeah great stuff there Stephanie thanks so much for the call uh, you know I, I think the Golden Knights play, played a pretty solid game especially when you consider the fact that the the LA Kings are averaging over four and a half goals a game to only give up three like that that's a big deal the defending uh certainly on par for where the Golden Knights needed to be in this game. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Bring in Steven. Hey, Steven, how you doing? Ryan, doing great after that game. How about yourself? I'm good. So I, I love how this team responded after Bruce Cassidy, uh, without sugarcoating it, basically challenged them to execute better. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love how the team handles that kind of criticism. They definitely didn't blink. And in the telling of a back-to-back situation against a really good Kings team, who, like you said, is averaging, a, well, I can't remember the top of my head what the number was, but a ton of goals again. I think it's like they were the number one team in goals mm-hmm. prepared, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, to respond the way they did tonight, even though, yeah, it was a little disappointing that, they, that the Kings were able to force overtime and we had to pull out on the shootout, I think tonight they responded to Bruce Cassie's challenge very, very well. And it's nice to see the team get back on track like that, especially against a division rival, even if it was done in the shootout. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, Steven. Thank you for the call. I 
you know, when, when you talk about execution and when you talk about what, um, what Bruce Cassidy was upset with yesterday, he, he mentioned execution specifically, not effort, execution. And that was specifically tied into puck management. And when the Golden Knights turn around and they only have two turnovers through the first 40 minutes of the game, the execution was exponentially better. It was where it needed to be. And, and that's the type of messaging, that's the type of response you want from a team. It's not always going to be wins and losses in terms of responding, but it, it is important that you respond in the right way, and I thought the Golden Knights went about that uh, certainly well tonight. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Peter. Hey, Peter, how you doing? Hey, Ryan, I'm great. Uh, great win tonight. I, I had just maybe just one quick thing to point out about the game. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you want to talk about when the Golden Knights are maybe facing an adverse situation and it sort of steps up their game, I think a great example of that was the four-minute penalty kill that yeah. they pulled off tonight. It, I was almost like picture perfect. I would think their coach, their special team coach or whatever, would just show them a video of that and just say, this is how it's done, guys. To me, that it was like I don't even know if the Kings got a shot off. Did they? Hmm. Did they get a shot during that those four minutes? Or, or, or I, I do one? believe I do believe they had a, a shot or two on goal, but it wasn't anything super dangerous. No, I mean we we just covered them. Uh, there are times when you watch the Golden Knights on defense, and you almost think that they, you know. They have ESP. They just they just anticipate what's going to happen, and they just sh- shut everything down. You know, cleared the puck several times. We're just all over the guy, and they, you know, that was just a beautiful four minute sequence. Lots of other things to like about the game, but I just wanted to bring up that one. Yeah, uh, thank you so much for the call, Peter. I'm I'm right there with you in, in terms of their ability on the on the penalty kill. I, you know that that four minute kill was was a big one in the context of the game because you 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 think that maybe that's the last thing you're going to have to deal with now again six on five that was another question that was brought up i I think if vegas doesn't have to make that double minor kill in the third period i genuinely believe they do not give up a goal six on five those things matter it's all cumulative so you know to me i i think that given the circumstances of the third period and kind of how things went for the Vegas Golden Knights, I, I, I had no issue with how the game ended. I had no issue with what they were able to pull out. And, you know, the fact of the matter is I, I, I understand Mike's initial point of you don't want to give away an, a point, right? You don't want to give away one point to the Los Angeles Kings. But the fact of the matter is the Golden Knights did face adversity. They did answer the bell in that regard. And they come through with a, another big-time performance in the light, later stages. So uh, I'll take the win. I'll take 8-0-1. 100 percent i'll take that record through the first nine games of the year and for the golden knights they are are feeling pretty good about where they're at right now in the standings 702-876-1340 that's the number 702-876-1340 we have lines open right now if you've never called before i'm challenging you to call in right now 702-876-1340 give me your main takeaway from tonight's game we're back with more on the extended post game show fox sports las vegas Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. 
Hey, extended post-game show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 4-3 the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Los Angeles Kings in the shootout. Vegas 8-0-1, 17 out of a possible 18 points to start the year for the Golden Knights. Next in action Monday, 7 o'clock against the Montreal Canadiens, 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Marianne. Hey, Marianne, how you doing? I'm just doing great, Ryan. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing uh, well. All I can say is go nice, go back to back. I, I, I don't ever, no matter what they do this year, I just don't feel any anything bad in my stomach or in my heart. I just mm-hmm. feel they're going to... And never worry about them. I know they're going to do it. So I just still feel that way. I mean, their execution maybe could be a little better, but they've just been strong. They, they're together. They don't like being – they're just playing good. And mm-hmm. that's all I can say. So. All right, great great stuff there, Marianne. Thanks so much for the call. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, I, again, like you look at the record, right, 8 one it's – it's hard to ask for much more. Like the, the, the alternative, right? The the only way you can improve on what the Golden Knights have done right now is to be nine and zero, is to be undefeated, is to be perfect. And you know, the game of hockey, you're you're never gonna be perfect. There there's it's so hard to win in this league. Every win means something in the National Hockey League. You you talk about it come playoff time you talk about it over the course of an 82 game regular season you talk about it when you have teams that have not made the playoffs for a decade plus so every single win should be celebrated and and that's where you know you look at the start right now for the golden knights especially on the heels of a stanley cup championship like it feels like the beginning of something special but it's really a continuation of something special it's it's a carryover from what the golden knights were able to accomplish in the spring and they're carrying it over into the fall. So I, I think the, the start for the Golden Knights was fantastic. Their response in this game uh, was huge. And I do think that they're going to start to get closer and closer and closer to their 60-minute game. And, and as I mean, what I mean by closer to it isn't that they're going to play a full 60-minute game. It's not going to be perfect. And that's kind of the, the point we want to stress right now is that as the Golden Knights build on their game and as they get better and better and better, you're still going to have struggles. You're still going to have games where you don't have it. You're still going to have games where guys are going to be off or the execution is not going to be there. There's going to be games where the effort isn't going to be where you want it to be either. Those are things that happen, especially in situations like this where you go back-to-back. But I thought the energy levels for the Golden Knights were really good in tonight's game. And again, they fall behind early, but they're able to right the ship and find a way to get themselves back into the game before the end of the second period. Uh, a gutsy performance, I think, from the Golden Knights tonight, and certainly one uh, that you look at and say, come, you know, April, this is this is why the Golden Knights are, we expect to, a playoff team and a playoff team that has aspirations uh, to really do some damage in the postseason. We're back to wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 4-3 to the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Kings in the shootout. Vegas 8-0-1, 17 points on the year. Next in action Monday, 7 o'clock against the Montreal Canadiens inside T-Mobile Arena. 
about as good a start as you could possibly have through nine games without being 9-0. and That's really what it boils down to. And the Golden Knights were pushed in this game by the Kings, falling behind early in the second period 2 to nothing. But then the Golden Knights found their footing. They found their game. Uh, and they really did put some pressure on L.A., getting the game tied up going into the third period, and then putting L.A. behind the eight ball with a power play goal for Mark Stone. I, I think the hope is that jump starts, it sparks the captain, who hasn't really looked like himself over the last couple of games. And, you know, for the Golden Knights, again, you, you look at this stretch, there were moments, there have been pockets where they haven't played their best hockey, and yet they are 8-0-1. 17 out of a possible 18 points. That's that's huge early on in the season, and it pays dividends later on in a season. That's going to do it for us here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Mateo Lopez-Gonzalez down here, making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It is your post-game show. It's not as much fun without your calls and your input. Until Monday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.